Got time for a quick story. Going to college at Luther College, Decorah, Iowa, I became familiar with the upper Midwestern private liberal arts college grouping of music ensembles, particularly the choirs since I was a vocal music education major, been in choirs since middle school, I'm in choir to this day, I'll be in choir probably the rest of my life. But mainly familiar with other choirs amongst these colleges. St. Olaf in particular, really known for their choir. And in a previous edition of this podcast, I got the opportunity to interview their longtime choir director, the legendary Dr. Anton Armstrong, before the St. Olaf Choir came to a performance in my hometown here in Eau Claire. The St. Olaf Band is coming back to Eau Claire as of the taping of this podcast. And folks at St. Olaf reached out and asked if I'd like to talk to their band director. I've heard many good things about the St. Olaf Band over the years. Now I get a chance to actually hear them in person, and I get to talk to Dr. Timothy Marr, director of the St. Olaf Band. Coming to Eau Claire in particular, Tuesday, October 21st at Grace Lutheran Church. Being that I come from the the uh, the Lutheran uh, private college circuit of you know the, all of the upper Midwestern ones, St. Olaf. I'm from Luther. I went to Luther, and of course there's Concordia, Gustavus, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I've heard about the St. Olaf Band plenty in my life. Um, for those who aren't familiar with the St. Olaf Band. Uh, describe the essence of the band. What what makes the St. Olaf Band special with all of its history all the way to today? That's a fun question to think about. I think the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that these students are thoroughly invested in what they're trying to express. They've had uh, a, a whole plethora of really incredible experiences leading up to that moment when the instrument is in their hand and they're invited to join forces and create some art. They have great teachers on this campus that help them develop into uh, well-rounded human beings. The, the music faculty in particular are helping to train them to be the best artists that they can on their instruments. The music is engaging and uh, what happens I think is rather magical. And so I'm, I'm really glad that we have a chance to come back to Eau Claire. We've performed there a couple of times during my career with the St. Olaf Band, and it's been a while, so it's, it'll be fun to get back there. Um, but what, if anything, have you noticed in any change, if there is any, of the students now having—this is the first full year as we kind of— hopefully progressing out of the pandemic, you know, that's back and forth all the time and the you know, dealing with the Delta variant, et cetera, et cetera. But having been a year and a half now into this pandemic and then everything else that has happened in society over that time, there's a lot with this current generation of students. Do you see any, any change in their approach to art, to music, to being in an ensemble, just general outlook. What what have you noticed as a, as a professor and as a conductor and as a leader of students? Uh, I would come up with the word resilient, first of all, in, in thinking about them. They've just survived uh, uh, spring semester when we sent them all home in March of 2020. Uh, and so the band experience was non-existent for the end of that 
academic year, basically, Zoom meetings, and that was about it. Uh, the following year, we were able to actually uh, put the band together. We gave streamed performances, no live audiences. We were nine feet apart. We wear masks and bell covers, and uh, we had the band is about 90 people, and we were broken up into quarter bands and half bands trying to find spaces that could allow us to rehearse. And they marshaled through all of that with uh, an energy and a gratitude that was really uh, pretty amazing to witness. The music is this driving force in our lives, uh, artistic expression, if you extrapolate it a little bit farther. And uh, as we get into this season, we're back all in our band room, which we were not able to do all of last year. And so we're, we're actually back where we belong. We're still wearing masks. Uh, we will on tour as well. And uh, the the whole notion of, um, uh, you know, we, we've missed this so much. It's great to be back with it. Uh, there's an excitement in their approach to getting ready. We're launching out on the tour with uh, confidence. Uh, we have a, 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 a COVID team, we call it here, that uh, makes sure that we're doing things really safely. Uh, the entire band has been vaccinated so that we can travel together on the buses and stay in the hotel rooms together and uh, the audiences will be masked will be masked when we perform everything should work out fine we had a couple of concerts this past weekend for our homecoming with the uh, other orchestras and bands on campus and the, uh, large audiences turning out and they're all wearing masks and we feel pretty good about the safety level of all of that and so I, I would encourage people to come uh, let the vibrations of live music work on their bodies. It's something that you sense in a completely different way than if you're just listening to a, a recording. It's, it's an amazing thing to have music stir the air around you in a live situation. This all seems to dovetail really well with the program title, With Reverence and Hope. Um, and especially with the three dots at the beginning, kind of the, the continuation. Where specifically or how specifically did that title and the way, even the way, like I pointed out, how it's phrased as a continuation, how did that come upon you as a title for this particular tours in this uh, program? Well, it's probably the fifth title <laughs> that I came up with. The, the first... Uh, uh, sense for what I thought this tour could do would be to help people realize that we have an opportunity in front of us. I think the first title I had was A Precious Opportunity. And I, what I'm getting at is that uh, people talk about, you know, won't it be great if we can get back to normal? And I would rather have us think about uh, what can we do to move forward uh, in a, a more productive manner. We have so much strife in this world and physical challenge and so on, uh, we need to do better. And so uh, I've tried to put together a, a flow of uh, musical uh, responses to this theme of with reverence and hope, because I think that's, that's at the core of it all. We're going to open up with a fanfare for a new era by Jack Stamp, uh, who is a Wisconsin uh, uh, person now. He taught for many years in Pennsylvania, but now he lives in Wisconsin. 
And he's going to be uh, taking the band in the spring term when I'm on sabbatical for a concert. And so I thought I'd uh, have our students experience his music during the fall. It's a great fanfare, and it uh, is exactly that. It's full of hope. It's full of uh, uh, the excitement of what might be ahead. And then the next piece is a hymn for the lost and the living by Eric Ways, and, and this is an incredibly moving work written by a composer uh, who was teaching at Juilliard a matter of uh, a few miles north of the Twin Towers when they went down back in 2001 on 9-11. And this is a, a piece that was written in response to that tragedy, and it's just an uh, so uh, on point with what we are experiencing right now. Uh, we've lost, what did I see, 715,000 people now in the country. And uh, uh, this is a, a very moving musical uh, experience if you let yourself truly open up and listen to it. We need to uh, be able to look back and... Uh, try to understand the grief and uh, suffering that was going on and uh, still have a, a little bit of hope for how the future will move forward. Uh, I'm personally looking forward to that moment in the uh, performance uh, at each of our concerts. It's just a, a, a place to be with a set of musicians that's incredibly uh, intense and special and moving. And I, I can't help but think that the audience will sense this as well. We're going to follow that with uh, a couple of uh, students alternating, uh, conducting the band. I've got senior music education majors, and uh, it's great to give them a chance to grab a baton and get up on the box. And they're going to uh, do a march. One of them is Onward, Upward, and the other one is the Emblem of Unity, and both of them fit this theme of uh, moving forward and coming together, and it sort of picks the uh, program's energy up just a bit. We're going to follow that with a rotation of two brass solos, both of which are prayers. One's the prayer of St. Gregory, and the other one is a recitative in prayer by Berlioz uh, for uh, trumpet or trombone. I, we're still working out the rotation as to who will be uh, soloing in Eau Claire or conducting a march in Eau Claire, but uh, we'll get that worked out. And then, probably the highlight of the program is a piece entitled uh, Kala Chakra, and it's uh, subtitled The Wheel of Time. And it was written by an international student that we have on campus here, Aryaman Joshi. And he was a recipient of an award to spend the past summer uh, creating this work for band under a collaborative undergraduate research and inquiry program that we have on campus here. He got paid to write for the St. Olaf Band. <laughs> Not a bad gig. And uh, uh, he came up with... Uh, 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 the, the research was to have them create a piece of music that was in response to the so any of the social issues of the day that were concerning him. And uh, he uh, was stuck in the United States, basically, while the second wave, the Delta variant, swept over India, and he ended up uh, having uh, relatives pass away and so on. And so this is his, his piece to uh, try to, you know, digest this himself and be able to uh, uh, express something to the uh, audience that might be listening. 
And it starts with uh, chaos, and then there's a, a section in the middle that's a tribute where we sing in Hindi, which has been an interesting thing for the band to uh, explore. And then it ends with joy. And uh, it's not of the Lutheran tradition, obviously. It's a, a completely different kind of uh, worldview, spiritual view, and yet it uh, uh, has such a gravitas and uh, 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 pull that uh, I can't imagine a, a person listening to it not being affected by it. It's incredibly exciting at times, very moving at times, and it's coming out of a young man who's in uh, his junior year right now. It's an amazing piece of music. I can't wait to share this piece with the audiences on this tour. We're going to follow that with another premiere by a woman named Catherine Lakuta. I was just emailing with her uh, about half an hour ago. Um, she lives in Australia, and she's from Russia. And she has written a piece called Planet B. And it's, it's sort of a play on words, you know, what's plan A, plan B? And this is Planet B. And it's uh, the notion of uh, if we could start over, what would you envision? How would we make it better? And that just fits right into this uh, notion of having uh, people sitting in a darkened hall listening to music and, and pondering what they might be able to do individually or collectively that could uh, improve things. We're going to uh, follow that with... Uh, 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 a piece entitled As Torrents in Summer by Sir Edward Elgar. It's from the Saga of King Olaf, <laughs> a, a, a big production piece that he had created. And uh, uh, it's a setting of a Henry Wadsworth Longfellow poem, and it talks about uh, grace and uh, uh, support that you don't even realize you're getting. We close with a piece that I wrote entitled Everyday Hero, and this was a Another work that came out right after 9-11, my response was uh, more to the uh, selfless people who rushed into the buildings to help and everybody who, who um, uh, got on that pile and tried to uh, clean it up and you know deal with it all. And that piece expanded in my thinking to uh, just the everyday heroes that we all have in our lives that... Uh, uh, selflessly work hard to make the world a better place. And so there's, there's this, uh, and it, it, it ends uh, energetically and rather triumphantly, and uh, hopefully there's a nice arc to the expression of the entire program. It's not just about a bunch of single pieces. There's a, a larger theme going on here. I'm not trying to manipulate people. I'm just trying to uh, allow them uh, the quiet time that can happen that's a funny way to put it during a band concert, but, you know, that, that internal time to uh, think about things. How exactly Sorry do you... for the... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry for the long answer. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, how exactly do you go about programming uh, a show and selecting for, to match the theme here? How do you look at, okay, this is a new piece, this is a premiere piece, this is a student here, these are other ones that have been around. How does that all come to fruition, and kind of the cut-down process, if you will? Yeah, that's an interesting thing to think about. I typically start with the larger works, 
they become sort of the, the, the main entrees of the full meal that you might be presenting. Many people talk about this in terms of, uh, uh, you know, creating a, a, the menu for a, a nice evening. You've got uh, uh, appetizers and desserts and uh, main entrees and side dishes and, you know, that, that kind of uh, putting it all together so it all flows and works well as a meal. A very similar kind of thinking here. I, I'm uh, in my 28th year, and I've done a fair number of tours, and I, I have a, a, a sort of a system, I think, as I ponder this right now, for uh, what tends to work well on the tour uh, and the uh, changing flow of energy from uh, high energy into reflective work and pulling back out again. Uh, trying to make sure that uh, there's a variety of uh, styles, uh, composers, certainly uh, some works from the uh, uh, main uh, uh, tradition of the band, the marches, for example, on this concert, or the Elgar, uh, something new, something exciting. Uh, I definitely enjoy uh, letting students uh, be featured as conductors and performers. I think that's an important part of my job, to be honest with you. And uh, uh, it, it involves a lot of study, uh, a lot of review. This is a summertime project for almost any conductor, you know, who deals with a school year kind of season. You get the, the things figured out in the summer and start your score study. I do a, an incredible amount of uh, uh, research on the Internet right now uh, looking for uh, works for band by uh, uh, composers that have not been represented well in the past. Female composers, people of color, things along these lines, uh, they need to have the opportunity to have their voice heard, and uh, uh, that's uh, part of what's going on with Ariman Joshi's piece. Uh, you know, here's someone, uh, he's basically, by the way, writing from uh, a, a fresh approach uh, to the band from what he's heard over here because they really don't have uh, orchestras and bands uh, in India as a, a common you know, occurrence. And so this is a real uh, fresh take uh, on our medium from someone literally uh, from the other side of the world and, and writing from his uh, uh, spiritual place. I think that's fascinating to do. I wish I had more time and more uh, programming to uh, take advantage of this chance to share this kind of a thing with other people. Well, it's and important. A, and a final question, then, to play off of that, the future of band works, band compositions. I mean, I, I mean, I could tell you from from being a, a choir, still call myself a choir kid, and I haven't been in college for two decades now, but but being in, in choirs for basically all my life. And you see when songs are composed, and, and even choral works in the past several decades, you see the evolution of that. You can even start to pick up on stuff that happens over the past two decades and go, oh, okay, the composition has changed. In the band world, where do you see band composition going, kind of playing off what you just said of highlighting different voices, different different diverse backgrounds, and their, what they contribute where do you see it going as as you continue your tenure with the St. Olaf Band? Well, hopefully it will become more and more uh, uh, sensed by uh, audience members to be on equal footing with uh, orchestras and choirs. Uh, 
we're a younger medium and uh, uh, tied to uh, all sorts of other bands, marching bands, rock bands. Just the, the name that we have uh, confuses people a little bit. What we do have happening right now are some of the very finest composers of our day right now are paying great attention to the wind ensemble and concert band medium. They know that they're going to get a good performance. Uh, we are hungry for new repertoire in a, a different way than orchestras and bands, uh, or pardon me, orchestras and choirs, because they have a, a, a tradition of repertoire that goes back uh, centuries. We do as well in the wind world, but not nearly to the same uh, degree. And uh, uh, it's a very exciting time in the wind band world uh, with the generation of music that's reflective of our time right now, uh, channeled through some of the most creative minds that we have uh, making music. I see uh, band music just becoming more and more popular. We just won the American Prize. I'll, I'll, I'll sort of flaunt that for a moment. This is a, a national prize, and the St. Ulf Band won it in the band and wind ensemble category for the smaller uh, program division. Uh, this just happened about a week and a half ago. And one of the adjudicators uh, made the point that... Uh, uh, for anybody who's, uh, I'm, I'm abusing the quote right now, but for an, anybody who's uh, ever had an issue with the wind band, you should listen to this band. This is what's, uh, everything that's right about a wind band is happening here. And uh, I think that that uh, comment, uh, com it comes from an adjudicator who's not from the wind band world, and it reflects uh, the sort of uh, surprise, perhaps, that, wow, this was really musical, this was really fine, this measures up to the same kind of expectation I would have with a, an orchestra. We're, we're doing uh, a, a sort of a friendly battle with uh, acceptance uh, for the wind band medium uh, for about as long as we've been around. Uh, the, uh, and we don't perceive ourselves as such. Uh, we're just as vital. We are making music uh, that is uh, uh, crucial to our understanding of our time right now, let alone fun, entertaining, all the other things that uh, people enjoy when they go to a concert. Uh, you'll, it, the people who come to Grace Lutheran will have an edifying experience and an, a really enjoyable experience as well. I'm, I'll guarantee that. Uh, and so... Um, uh, as I look forward, um, I'm about one year away from retiring right now, but uh, as I look forward with the, the band uh, here in particular, but bands in general, I see a, a very uh, strong future. I'm hopeful that we can uh, still uh, have a situation where we can have large groups gathering like this and uh, making music. We went through uh, the ringer with this pandemic. Uh, the world shuts down, and uh, I think the evidence is there that uh, everybody turned to the arts as a healing balm during that time, uh, uh, whether they were bringing it into their home on Netflix or CDs or radio or whatever. It became more and more important for them to have artistic expression be part of their lives. And, and to be able to get back to that right now is uh, uh, very gratifying. I would encourage people uh, to come out to the concert just to get that kind of thing going in their life again. It's going to be a, a, a celebratory evening, I think, all told. 
Well, it'll be definitely fun. I will be there, and hopefully anyone listening uh, who's in the Eau Claire area will be there as well. Thursday, October 21st, 7 p.m., Grace Lutheran Church, the St. Olaf Band, performing with reverence and hope, Dr. Timothy Marr. Thank you for taking time with us today to talk about the show and the band, and uh, we'll see you in Eau Claire. Thank you very much, Luke. I look forward to meeting you. Great interview with Dr. Timothy Marr of the St. Olaf Band. Uh, you want to learn more about them? Look up the St. Olaf Band, uh, the St. Olaf website, whole website, uh, whole webpage, I should say, devoted to all things related to the St. Olaf Band. They are involved on social media, so you can follow them as well. They're great, great band, great college band. Definitely keep up with what they're doing. The St. Olaf Band from St. Olaf College. This is the latest edition of Got Time for a Quick Story. Thanks, as always, to my employer, Greatest Hits 98.1 Radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, for providing the facilities to do a lot of these interviews. You can listen to and, in some cases, watch these interviews at the Greatest Hits 98.1 website, greatesthits981.com, greatesthits981.com. Look for interviews at the top of the page under features. You can uh, find the interviews there. You could also go to our YouTube channel. Also, thanks to Ella and Jeffrey from St. Olaf College for helping to facilitate this interview on their end as well. So thanks very much for getting this accomplished. Also, you can follow this podcast, Got Time for a Quick Story, by subscribing to it on a lot of podcast platforms. Subscribe to it so you get the new episodes and also rate it up so uh, word can spread around about this podcast. Got time for a quick story. I'm Luke Anthony.